Welcome back. Another season of Stupid vs. Spread, because there's another season of NFL football. Isn't that right, Mike? There is. There is uh, another season of NFL football, and I am very excited. Yeah, we are very excited. So normally we break down the storylines. Really no storylines at this point that you haven't heard ad nauseum uh, about the NFL season and all the preseason madness and all the guys on different teams. We're going to bypass all of that. We're going to get straight to the games, straight to discussing the schedule. So for those of you who haven't listened, the way this works, we're going to go game by game uh, based on time slot. So we'll talk about Thursday Night Football, then we'll talk about the 1 p.m. slot, then we'll talk about the 4 p.m. slot Eastern time, then we'll talk about Sunday Night Football, and we'll finish up with Monday Night Football. Uh, and we'll cover every game uh, to the best of our ability. You know, nothing too too crazy uh, in-depth analysis-wise, but some some good discussions to get you ready and prepared mentally for – the upcoming week as you're driving into work uh so you can get ready for sunday baby uh really so you can get ready for thursday so let's start right off the bat thursday night football as is tradition the super bowl winner will host uh another team so it's lions at chiefs thursday night uh 8 p.m ish i think kickoff uh i'm seeing the line <laughs> <Nine> oh. 15. <laughs> no really no, no eight. it's eight, eight. It's eight twenty, but it's going to kick at nine. Oh uh, yeah, Jesus. Okay. In any case, uh, Lions open up as five and a half underpoint uh, underdogs, um, or I'm sorry, the, the spread is now five and a half. Uh, Lions plus five and a half. Over under fifty three. Um, Mike, I'll let you go first. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about this game? What do you think about whether or not? And, and keeping in mind, Travis Kelsey. Did hyperextend his knee? No word on yet whether he's like ruled out, but they have lost at least in, he's questionable, but they have lost at some level. Um, you know, that that very, very prominent player at tight end. Yeah. Um, I this game should be fun. Um, because I think Detroit Detroit has a lot of expectations, but so far as they've gone under Dan Campbell, they've lived up to them, you know, most of the time. Besides, like, I would agree. I would agree 100%. Yeah. Besides starting like one in six last year, um, they uh, are, was that last year or the year before? Um, was it last year they got on a roll? Like last after- year they got on a roll really quick. Yeah. I remember so- they, they beat, I think they beat, they won their first game and then. No, didn't yeah. they lose to Philly? Wasn't that the Jalen Hurts, like, 38-point game? In any case. Yeah. Regardless, I, I think they've shown up in ways that most people haven't expected them to, but this is a whole nother test going to Kansas City to open the season. Um, I, I think Detroit's going to come out and look very confident in this game. Um, I honestly, like, I can try to find it, but I wonder what the first half um, number is here. I'm assuming it's, like, two and a half. Um, uh, it might be like three and a half at a five and a half. If it's three and a half, I kind of love that for um, for the Lions. But um, in any case, I, I'm not on this game, but if you made me pick a side, uh, I would go uh, with the under here. I just I feel like this game might be a little cagey. Um, you know, first game of the season, Mahomes didn't play in the preseason. Goff, I don't think, played in the preseason. Um you might just expect these two offenses come out a little bit slower than you expect. At least Detroit's defense should be improved. I, I know that the Chiefs have lost pieces. Um, 
And I, I honestly, I see why 77% of the cash is on Detroit. I just don't have the Wasta to take it. Um, because I think Detroit's going to really give them a, themselves a shot in this game. Um, but yeah, if you made me pick one, I, I think under 53 and a half would probably be my guess. But I also, like I said, I'm not going to take that either because like, You've got to have some sort of deep-seated issues if you take Mahomes under, knowing what he can do in yeah. literally no time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Quite literally no time. Yes. You've just, like, you must have a, an affection for being tortured. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm staying away from this game. I'll watch this one as a as a interested observer. Um but I think I think Detroit is going to equip themselves very well in this game. I wouldn't be shocked to see them win it. I just you can't take against Mahomes on ring night, opening night, because um, you know if you if the second you you put it in, you're gonna hate yourself when he shows up and they're down three in the fourth quarter and he gets the ball back with a minute and forty two seconds left, and you're just like, why did I think that he wasn't gonna? Well, I myself am actually taking the Lions plus five and a half for two reasons. One, I, I do believe what they have done to improve that franchise over the past couple of years has been pretty impressive. And I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it within the number. I don't think the Lions win, to be brutally honest. But I could see a world in which the Lions are, you know, tied and Mahomes gets a, a you know, game-winning drive in him, but you know, it's still within the number because they kick a field goal or, you know, maybe Lions are up a little bit. Chiefs score a touchdown to seal the game. Um, I like the Lions. I think for me, sometimes Kansas City can come out a little slow. I think that has to do with the further. You, I genuinely believe the further you go in the playoffs, maybe the like more difficult it is to come back earlier compared to other teams, um, especially when you make a Super Bowl run and your season ends in February, not December. I think that genuinely does make a difference. Um so, so give me give me the Lions plus five and a half. Uh, most of the money is also on this. Um, 75% of the money, but only 46% of the tickets. So uh, it's a differential of about 30%. So give me the Lions plus five and a half. It's kind of a numbers bet, kind of a believing in the Lions slightly this year bet. All right. In no particular order, this is the schedule for the 1 p.m. slate. Cardinals at Commanders. Uh, Commanders are seven-point favorites. Uh, The over-under is 38. Bengals at Browns. Bengals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 47. Uh, Buccaneers at Vikings. Bucks are six-point underdogs. Over-under is 45. Panthers at Falcons. Panthers are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Over-under is 39. Jaguars at Colts. Uh, Colts are plus five and a half. Jags are sitting uh, with the Colts at over under 45. Uh, 49ers at Steelers. 49ers are two and a half point favorites. And over under is 40. Titans at Saints. Titans are three point underdogs. And the over under is 41. And Texans at Ravens. Ravens are double digit 10 point favorites. Uh, over under is 43 and a half. Mike. Talk about which ones interest you from just a watching prescript, uh, Jesus, watching perspective, uh, and then which ones uh, are you laying numbers on? Um, I think this kind of works out because I'm pretty sure the games that I'm most intrigued by are not the ones that I'm picking. Um, I think 
as God intended. <laughs> Cincinnati, Cleveland um, is interesting just to see what Joe Burrow looks like at, coming off the calf injury. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's healthy, I think they should win pretty handedly. Easily. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the reports out of Cleveland have been a little bit concerning about the way the offense has performed. Um, I think – so I, I think that one – could you know? I think it'll be a close game, but I think if Joe Burrow's healthy, I think Cincinnati probably wins that one. I'm interested on both sides for Baltimore, Houston, um, just because I want to see what Lamar looks like in Todd Munkin's offense. Um, because Lamar was already a good seam ball thrower, um, and he gets into an offense that really uses tight ends in the middle of the field very well. Um, and he's, you know, now he has four actual receivers instead of like Devin Duvernay and the corpse of Des Bryant uh, catching passes for him on the outside. So uh, I think they're, if that offense hums like Georgia's offense hum, the Ravens are a very scary proposition. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Especially with a renewed passion. Uh, yeah, from by, Lamar. Yeah, yeah, like a renewed buy in from Lamar. Um, and I think. I just I want to see what Stroud and that if CJ Stroud in that offense looks somewhat competent, I think the Texans can be um, pretty interesting. Similarly, I think both sides of Jacksonville and Indianapolis are um, compelling watch for two different reasons. Obviously, Jacksonville, you want to see if they can take a step forward and see what the connection, if this hype connection between Calvin Ridley and Trevor Lawrence is what everybody has been saying it is, and then just to see what Anthony Richardson gives you. Um, to see if some of those mistakes that we saw at Florida are still there. Um, and then I, I do want to see what Bryce Young looks like in Carolina. I'm much m- more down on Carolina from what I've seen um, than I probably was before the preseason started, but it is the preseason. Um, I just – I I think Bryce – the problem here for Bryce is that I, I think he's very good. I just hope that he is not in a situation where the because the offensive line got shellacked all preseason, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think he he struggled through it well, but I think against the the ones in the regular season, I could see a world where he struggles a lot just because there is not a good infrastructure around him, especially with wide receivers. Um, man, it, like, and I don't think it'll be his fault. He just may have some growing pains. So I'm hoping he plays really well. Um, because I, I do think he's going to be a very good quarterback, and I've been standing on that table for about two years now. Um, but uh, picking in the one o'clock window, I've got I'm on three games, four picks uh, when I go put these in in Virginia, where I bet legally. Um, Minnesota minus six. Um, we just talked about this before we started recording. Um, wild, crazy things happen in week one. I just. Like, I think the Bucks are going to be really bad. I've seen enough from Baker Mayfield throughout his career to just know what he is at this point. And by contrast, I do think the Vikings offense has the potential to be even better than it was last year because I think Addison is an important piece for him. I, I would expect to see him operating out of the slot a lot. Um, and they may even bounce him outside and put Justin Jefferson in the slot and give you some unique looks. I think their defense is not going to be great, but I also think this is the kind of team that they – should win by a touchdown because uh, Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback who can take advantage of their bad defense. Uh, so I like Minnesota minus six. Similar, I like uh, similarly. I like uh, Washington minus seven and the under. Um, Washington, I think we we're both high on. We both think Washington's going to be better than people think. Um, 
And then uh, the under here comes – so Washington minus seven, I think at worst you get a push here. Hopefully you win by two scores and uh, and this hits for you. But I – like Washington's defense should be pretty good. And we're doing the whole we don't know who's going to start thing. Yeah, John But like – but between two – between Josh Dobbs and a rookie quarterback who was drafted in the fifth round? Like – what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. I, I think, I think there might be some. We might have like a Steve Wilkes situation in uh, in Arizona again, where Jonathan Gannon might be just a really weird, awkward dude who's not actually that great a football coach and was just handed a pretty good Philadelphia defense and did what he was supposed to do until the Super Bowl. Um, and he may actually get fired by the end of the year if they're just going full rebuild with like Caleb Williams and they bring in Lincoln Riley. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, this game, I've got the under and Washington. Yeah, so I'll speak first, I guess, to uh, which, which games I think are going to be the most interesting. I, I, I'm looking at a few, uh, in the 1 p.m. slot. I, I want to see how the Vikings do. I'm with you on this. I think actually I'm I've been high on the Vikings over the past couple of years. I do think there's still strong upside with Kirk Cousins. Um, I know he gets shit on a lot, but I think he's a very good quarterback. And I think if the Vikings can maybe piece one or two things together on defense and maybe have a little more consistency, I think they can be a great team. And I think that starts with week one. So I am interested to see how they do. My other two games that I'm looking at are Bengals, Browns, um, I haven't seen as much from Baker uh, compared to you, so I would actually am interested. And then obviously Burrow with his calf strain, whatever it is, making sure he's healthy. Um, So I think that matters more for like a better down look of the season. Uh, And then I'm going to say 49ers Steelers actually is, is my third kind of interesting game uh, for this time slot. I, you know, I, I think the 49ers, have a chance to be a Super Bowl contender this year. I think, you know, they were last year. Um, some, I guess, most extents, right? I, I think if they had, you know, less quarterback issues. Oh, no, years, I think they're I, – I might be on them to win the Super Bowl. Like, I, really? I, I think that the, the ceiling is incredibly high for the 49ers. Their defense added Javon Hargrave. Like, they are going to be a problem. Yeah, um, and Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, and we've yeah. seen it. We've seen him play. And honestly, Sam Darnold can back up for my team any day. Yeah. Seriously. Like, he's a good a good player. Um, so, I think those are the most that I'm interested in. Um, I will say Commanders minus seven. I think Sam Howell is going to be a god. I really do. I'm, I'm getting – I'm a big Commanders fan, so I'm getting hyped. Um, I think their defense should be outstanding as it was two years ago when they won the division. I think we now have the pieces in place to be explosive on offense. Um, and I think there's a, you know, there's something about all this change happening, coinciding with the change of ownership and how that's done, you know, that's boosted the morale of the fan base. Uh, I think that'll matter. And you'll see it. The commanders sold out their stadium for the first time in, you know, ever when they're not lying about it. So I think you'll actually see a lot of fans in the seats, and I think it'll matter. Um, as far as picks, uh, for myself, I got Commanders minus seven, Bengals minus two and a half. This is a Joe Burrow belief pick and a Browns not belief pick. 
uh, interdivisional rivalry. Like, give me, give me the Bengals, uh, and then I'm going to take Panthers Falcons under. Uh, this is just two decent, if not below decent, teams in Week One. Um, nothing to me has highlighted that either of these teams are going to push this number over 50, uh, 40. Uh, so give me the under 39 and a half. I just, I don't see where these points are coming from unless everybody stinks, uh, which I, you know, I hope is not the case. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't see where this is coming from. And, and, you know, do I believe Desmond Riddler, Riddler? No. Uh, you know, maybe if, maybe this pick changes if Taylor Heineke is starting, but, uh, yeah, give me the under on, uh. Imagine how excited we would be if the quarterbacks were flipped in that game. Like, imagine Bryce Young with, like, Drake London, Matt Collins, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan. Yeah. An offensive line. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, look, it, it, it makes it makes a huge difference. Makes a yeah. huge difference. Um, I think Bryce is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know that he has the assets on the team yeah. to produce. It's, it's an uphill for him. Yeah, I, I forgot a pick. Um, sorry, I had to kill a cockroach. Um, uh, <laughs> that was a weird because I muted. It's not like you heard it. I muted myself, but um, yeah, I just <laughs> I just destroyed a cockroach with a textbook. Um, uh, I I'm on Tennessee plus three. Um, I if to me. I, New Orleans, like we've seen Derek Carr. We've done this with Derek Carr. Like, yeah, we've we've done this quite a bit, and I felt bad for Derek Carr. But is Derek Carr a superstar? But like a lot, like Michael Thomas hasn't been Michael Thomas in four years. Alave to me was good, but didn't show me enough that like I should believe that he's got two bona fide weapons on the outside. He's not throwing the ball to Taysom Hill. Kamar is suspended. Like the Saints are going to be a solid football team. But guess what? They're playing a solid football team, like a, a not a, a not great football team, but they're playing a solid football team in the Tennessee Titans. And mm-hmm. I think Mike Vrabel, like this is a team I might have gone the other way on um, since our preview episode. I think Vrabel is always in this spot where like people don't believe that he's going to be successful, and then that's when they always ex- exceed expectations. Um, and it, plus three, I know it's on the road. I know it's New Orleans. They're always ready for teams to come in but 59 percent of the tickets are on tennessee but 95 percent of the cash um to me this screams like rabel finds a way to get this done um and i i needed to take an underdog here i think some i think there could be some weird games in here i like i think san francisco is good they also lost on the road at chicago to open the season last year and pittsburgh is the kind of team that could just really sneak up on you um you know, there are some other upset picks here in in this window. If Burrow's not healthy, mm-hmm. um, nobody's taken uh, <laughs> Houston to beat Baltimore. But I think, like, even if if Anthony Richardson is the truth, then there's a chance that uh, Indianapolis takes down uh, Jacksonville. So, of the upsets, the I'm saying spread upsets. I just I, I think I like Tennessee the best at the number um, at where it is. So, uh, yeah, give me Tennessee. Uh, I like it. I'll also say, um, again, a bit of a homer pick for my Alamada Tulane, but uh, Tajay Spears is a fantastic running back, and he'll be sitting behind Derrick Henry if they go even moderately to running back by committee, which it seems like they will. 
I'm probably going to bet Tajay Spears rushing yards over every single week <laughs> until it doesn't hit. And I think it'll hit this game. I I, I think they're going to start to see – I think people will be surprised what a good, agile running back he is uh, and how valuable he can be to a team. So give me that as well. So a little, uh, little extra side action there. Uh, we'll roll on to the the afternoon games. Uh, so we got a couple, some good ones too. Uh, should be a fun slate for the most part. We'll cover the Raiders and Broncos in a second. Uh, Packers at Bears. Bears are one point favorite. The over under is forty three. Eagles at Patriots. Uh, Eagles are sitting at minus four. Over under is forty five. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks are five point five and a half point favorites against the Rams, who may be very awful this year. If, if you are led to believe what is said by some experts, uh, over under is forty six. Raiders Broncos. Uh, Raiders are plus four. Uh, over under is forty four. Dolphins at Chargers. Dolphins are three point underdogs against the Chargers, with the Chargers being at home in SoFi. Uh, over under is fifty one. And that's all the 4 p.m. games. Uh, Mike, who interests you the most? And um, I think two two games here. Miami at the Chargers is probably the best matchup. And I also think I would agree. It, there, there's a ton of intrigue as to what these two teams are going to be. This could also be a huge, like, if, if these teams yeah. pan out. No, I was going to say if these teams pan out the way that we think they are, this could be a huge playoff seeding game. Uh, right out of the gate. Uh, yeah, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so sorry, I I didn't mean blowout. I meant very high scoring game if both yes, offenses. It, yeah, but I think there could be a chance that this game matters uh, very much down the line. Um, yeah, it's shitty that week one could affect week seventeen so yeah much, but it, um, you're right. And so it's it's yeah. I think from that angle, it's compelling to see if these two teams that seemingly have like. Super Bowl esque rosters uh, as a ceiling, um, and whether or not they can actually get there. Um, the other one to me is Seattle, um, and it's not. It has nothing to do with the Rams. I just want to see if Seattle is legit again, um, because I, I think there's a chance they're going to be very good. Um, they were good last year, and they did nothing but get better. Um, and so I. If you believe in Geno, I don't know that I believe in him that much, but I think they're going to be about as good as they were last year if he continues to throw the ball the way he threw the ball. Um, I, I think there's a chance they could come out um, week one and put up a pretty impressive performance. Now, the Rams, nobody's expecting a lot from the Rams, but I think if Seattle really takes it to them, um, you know, I think people will immediately jump back on the, the Seahawks bandwagon. Uh, I'm on neither of those games. <laughs> um I'm only on two games. Uh, I am on the Raiders and Broncos under 44. 98% of the cash is on this under. These two teams stink. <laughs> yeah, a little preview here. This is also one of my picks. Mike and I yeah. kind of Well, it's like they, they stink on offense. Like, I, do you, I don't believe Sean Payton is going to turn Russell Wilson into something he hasn't been in two years. And I just, like, 
he looked so lost at times last season. I can't, I cannot imagine that was all just on Nathaniel Hackett letting him bring yeah, yeah, yeah. his I, own yeah. coffee maker and like whatever the hell else happened. And let me come to the defense of Nathaniel Hackett because he got shit on. Yeah. Like, if your team is that bad after a star quarterback comes over, it's not just the head coach. Yeah. It's the culture there. It's the GM. It's your offense and defensive coordinators. It's probably your fucking quarterback, like we saw, not gelling with the rest of his players at the very least, right? Like, there were overarching yeah. problems with that franchise last year, and so, I don't know that it gets snuffed out because one guy is not there. Well, yeah. I mean, they got rid of their offense and defensive coordinators. Yeah, I mean, even Peyton bringing in his own staff, like, I, I just, like, maybe Russ just isn't that good anymore. Or maybe he was good. And he just got old, and he's not Tom Brady, so he's not going to be yeah. sixty and playing football. Yeah, no, I that this yeah that is nothing. That's what I'm saying. Nothing to do with whether or not he was good. Right now, he might just not be as good. Um, mm -hmm. and and no amount of Sean Payton like New Orleans Saints memories is going to make him good. On the other hand, the Raiders could be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Correct. Um, and I, like I think they as as much as we don't like Derek Carr, they downgraded at quarterback. Um, to Jimmy Garoppolo, I, like Devonte is not going to be happy to be there. They don't have Darren Waller anymore. Josh Jacobs wasn't there all at camp. Like these, and not to mention on the other side, these are two teams who have defenses that are better than offenses. Correct. Yet somehow this number is at forty-four points. Like where, where, where are these of, points coming from? I mean, where, where are each of these two teams scoring twenty-two points? Yeah, I mean this this seems like they think Russ is going to cook. Yeah, which, like, both you and I haven't said that. So this is, like, my, I think, favorite play of the week. Um, maybe besides Washington minus seven or Washington's under. Um, yeah, I – this number is just – this is one where it just feels like – like, maybe it, it's scaring me how much – like, now that we talked it through, I love that number. Um, yeah. All right, my other two picks, uh, they're on the same game. I am taking Philly minus four at New England and the under 45. I I need to see it from Mac Jones uh, and the, the Patriots offense uh, to believe that they're actually somewhat competent again, and yeah. that's not an easy task out of the gate. Now, they do get them at home, but, uh, I, like, they're – I just I, – I don't think that the – guys they had it on the outside are going to make them that much more dangerous and the defensive line for Philly should be similarly good um so I have a tough time seeing them scoring a ton of points and then on the other side I think like nothing I saw from Philly's offense and I mean even in the Super Bowl last year they didn't lose that game offensively um they lost the, the game defensively to Patrick Mahomes and because of the mm -hmm. players Tony kick return so like um you know, if if Philly is the same or similar, and which they should be, they haven't really lost much off that roster. Um, they should handle this performance pretty easily, and then I just think like it takes two to tango on the total. And I, like like I said, I, I don't see how New England gets their share of the points here to make it happen. So um, I like Philly and the under. I like it. I like it. Um, so. I'll tell you a game we didn't talk about that I like that I am interested in Packers Bears. I, I think it's time for the Bears to show me that they are actually contenders, not just talk about how they're contenders like they did all last year. Um, and I, when I say contenders, I mean make the playoffs. I don't mean and win their division. So this is the year Justin Fields has to show it, man. I want to see it. 
Um, this plays into my pick, and I'll get into it in a couple minutes. But but I, I don't think the Packers transition from Aaron Rodgers very well this year. I'm not saying they're not a good team. I'm not saying I don't believe in the organization or the coaching or anything. I just think that you probably, for the first time, will experience a problem where Jordan Love is maybe not a franchise quarterback right away, and you're a franchise that has never had to adjust to that. Um, so, you know, give me that, uh, on the, you know, uh, this plays into my pick, uh, which is bears money line. Um, only reason for the money line pick, I, I don't want to push if it's a one point win. Uh, and the, the vig is, is next to nothing. I think it's eight, literally like one ten versus one fifteen or one, one eighteen, something like that. So give me, I'll take the extra vig with, with the money line pick, um, I'm also on Broncos Raiders under we talked about that, but um, aside from those games, like I don't think Rams Seahawks will be very prevalent. Uh, I think Raiders Broncos, despite me picking the under might not be illuminating. I think Dolphins Chargers, you're right, probably has the best odds to be um, playoff implications in week one level uh, of importance. Um, and I, you know, I think the Eagles will be very good. I hope they suck but they won't. Um, so I don't hate your pick either. I'm just not going to uh, lay them having not seen the Patriots really at all last year. Um, I don't think I watched a Patriots game aside from maybe once or twice when they were on prime time. So not having seen what they've done over the past like 24 months, I'm not going to touch that line. Um, but I think it'll be a good uh, afternoon slate. I think it'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's finish up. Uh, so we got Sunday night football, Cowboys, at Giants, Cowboys are three and a half point favorites over unders 46 and a half. And then Sunday night football, the Bills at your New York Jets, Mike. Bills are minus two and a half over unders 46. Let's just talk about both games because I think both are actually very interesting, very good, and have a very significant impact on how we view the rest of the year. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, I. Let's start uh, with Cowboys-Giants. Yeah, I don't have plays on either, so I, I feel free to talk about this game. Um, I'll talk about it from a, a from the perspective of gamblers, but um, I I just – these the, the two thin of margins here. Um, I think this is a – it I, I have a hard time – three and a half is a good line, I think, on uh, the Giants-Cowboys just because – I think defense travels. Dallas will play slow it down sort of football. Um, You know the Giants are going to be in this game, but I just have a hard time seeing them beating Dallas because I think – I just think they're the better team. I think they're the better defense. I think the Giants are going to take some time to get rolling again. Um, I think they have like sort of like expectations on them despite the fact that they really snuck into the playoffs last year and massively exceeded expectations. There are a lot of people that think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be very good this year, and I want to take the opportunity to tell them they're fucking wrong. <laughs> this is this is the competition to see which of these two teams will wind up in third, not fourth place in the division. It, the, this division, I don't know where this narrative came from that the Cowboys are this good. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. We have seen nothing from the Cowboys over the past couple of years that suggests they're a good team. 
The Giants, I would think, are still about two to three years away with Daniel Jones if he continues his upward trajectory. There's nothing to me that suggests the Dallas Cowboys are going to be good this year. There's nothing to me that suggests they're going to make the playoffs like everybody thinks they're going to make. And I think the division comes down to Washington versus the Eagles. And I think the Eagles probably take that away and carry that through. But good Lord, like I don't see why people are so high on the Cowboys. And on the flip side, like the Giants, aside from electric coaching last year and getting swept up in the narrative, what did we see from them? We saw a mediocre wild card playoff appearance yeah they were one of the they were one of the luckiest teams in the nfl as far as like close game luck goes and just things like officiating and stuff like that and and so i i expect some regression to the mean there but on the i think you're right at the same time like the the path to dallas being extremely successful is if somehow removing kellen moore and replacing kellen moore with um help me out here mike mccarthy calling plays opens up their vertical passing game to the point where they are cook dude they are all of a sudden scoring you know 27 25 a game and their defense is just as good as it was last year like that that is so many things that have to go right for them for you to start looking at dallas and going maybe they can do it and yeah and if it just is not going to happen that way it so I will say like three and a half, I'd probably lean the Giants and that's sort of what it seems like Vegas is. I mean, 52% of the tickets are on the Giants and 51% of the cash. Um, Vegas is on the over, but really like you don't know what you're going to get out of mm-hmm. these two teams. And you certainly don't trust Dallas on the road in this spot. But I also like, I don't think the Giants necessarily are the team to to really dominate them at home. I, I wouldn't necessarily be surprised, but I just – this this is such a tough game to predict what's going to happen. I, I could see this being a really, like, not sloppy, but like a, a lower-scoring um, sort of – not snoozer, but like a little bit more of just like a – man, I, I'm a little underwhelmed by these two teams uh, in a close game. Yeah, I don't think – I think you'll get done watching football for the day, and it'll be Sunday Night Football, and you'll be like – Okay, two big-name teams with not big-name performances. And I think you'll watch it, and I think this will escape our memory come next week. Like, I don't think we'll talk about the Cowboys-Giants game a week from today. Yeah, I think think it's going to be one of those where it's like you're going to come down off of the high of NFL football next Sunday, and you're going to get to the the Sunday night game, and you're going to get through, like, it's going to be like 7-3 in the second quarter, and you're going to be like, I'm kind of bored. (laughs) Yeah, and Uh, also... Also, interdivisional matchup in prime time. I lean the under here. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why so much of the money is on the over. Um, these I, two I think, teams know each other. They play each other all the time. Yeah, and it's in prime time. We saw last year, like two it was like staffs, a sixty-five percent like, hit rate on unders. Yeah, even if you think, even if you think the Giants are going to score more points than they did last year, you have to think the Cowboys on the on the whole are going to score less. If like. Um, unless Vegas thinks that Mike McCarthy is a better play caller than Kellen Moore, which I don't, I'm not a Kellen Moore guy, but I am not a Mike McCarthy guy. Like, yeah, uh, exactly, um, exactly. So yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this game has the the chance of being a little bit of a snoozer. Um, and I just, I, I'm maybe one of these two teams comes out and puts out a really impressive performance that makes me go the other way. Um, I think in this 
maybe in the spot. That's why I say lean the Giants because you just think like probably a better coach. <laughs> yeah, it it genuinely could come down to better coaching, and I, yeah, you know, honestly, you're talking me into the Giants right now. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. Sunday night football. Uh, seventy five degrees at MetLife Stadium. Bills at Jets. Um. Now that I'm thinking about this, my biggest concern for this game is field condition, but uh, we'll skip that. Um, two NFL games back to back in that stadium. I don't oh, remember is, the last time that's really been done. It's turf. Uh, oh, is it now? Okay, yeah. I'm going crazy. Disregard. It's like uh, they they replaced the the injury turf with new turf that's supposed to be less injuries. But it's uh, yes, it's still yes. Turf. Um, I personally choose to invest in the non-injury turf as a billion-dollar franchise, but that's just yeah. me. Anyway, Bill maybe like grass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, too too expensive for the trillion-dollar industry. Yeah. Uh, Bills at Jets. Bills are minus two and a half. Over/under is forty-six and a half. A reminder for everybody: Bills don't always start out hot. Um, last year, they lost to the Steelers outright, as like. 13 point favorites, something crazy in week one. Um, but who knows? Uh, they're still a very good football team. Mike, I'll let you go first. It is your Jets team. Um, tell me what you think. I mean, is it weird to say that like I feel the same way about the Jets that I do with like North Carolina, but like in a very opposite way? Um, because like I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm also not that hopeful for this game. Um, yeah. Overall, like just because. Like, yeah, you know, the Bills lost at home against the Steelers outright last year. But I, at the same time, like, do I trust this new look Jets team to gel right away? And especially when Rodgers only played two series um, in preseason and go out and play, you know, lights out against one of the probably three best teams in the AFC. Um no so yeah uh it's yeah i this will be a very this could be the most interesting game of week one just because you don't know what you're gonna get out of this jets team um like if they win the the hype train is gonna go through the roof Um, yeah and look i think they have i think they have the better weapons and i think they have the better quarterback it's just i don't know that they have everything else that goes with it so i i don't know i don't think they have the bills i would say have the better quarterback i think josh allen is amazing um, and I think, I, yeah, I don't think Aaron Rodgers in it right now is better than, uh, no, I, I just, I think, yeah, I think he's got better weapons. It's just more like, can the offensive line hold up against, uh, a healthy bills defensive line? And really it's just more like if, if they can, you could talk yourself into the jets, maybe pulling this out because the jets defense has the potential to be so good. Um, with the way that their defensive line has looked and the guys that they have in secondary, it's just more because like Diggs is going to get shadowed by. I they don't really shadow. Um, that's the only thing is like guard. I think Gardner plays his side and DJ Reed plays his side because they can do that because they're two of the best. Well, yeah, they're two of the best cornerbacks in the league. They yeah, play on the same so team. it um like it's just more. It, it's more. I think if things go wrong, Josh Allen has the ability to fix them more than if things go wrong for the Jets. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers can overcome an offensive line that has been very concerning through all of camp. 
uh, and do it with brand new receivers um, against a guy like Josh Allen. So it's just like that's and the thing too, the nice part for if you're a Jets fan is like you don't unless they just look lost. Like you know, if they lose a close game, you shouldn't walk away from this game thinking that the Jets are all of a sudden not. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Like as long as they equip themselves well and the offense looks competent, and you know they lose a tough game, then you walk away saying we're we've made it. Like we're (laughs) this team. We might be the second best team, or maybe even the best team. Yeah, end of season. Yeah, like so that's so that's all you're looking for. Like I, I, this isn't the Jets have a very tough schedule to open the year, but this is not at all a must win. Like you just need to show up and look look like you're on this in the same league and not not have a situation where it's everybody on this team is good enough to be a championship team besides the quarterback. And in this case, you could also see a situation where it's like everybody on this team is good enough to be a championship team, except the offensive line. And if that happens, then maybe you go, Oh, like this is exactly what we thought. Um, And that's probably a worst case scenario, unless Rogers just looks terrible. But I was going to say, what is your, what is your like, Oh, this is not good. I mean, not not talking like anyone gets hurt. I think it's right? I, I think it's more the offensive line. If the offensive line gets dominated, then you you have because you can't fix it. Like if it's Rodgers, you know, if Rodgers comes out and just doesn't play a good game, I at least trust Aaron Rodgers to to be a self respecting Hall of Famer and fix his play. Um, if the offensive line cannot protect him. That problem isn't going away. In fact, it's right, and he's away. not a mobile quarterback yeah, exactly. at his age. So, like, so I think that's the worst case scenario. Is if this offensive line just completely folds, then you have you might have serious problems. I can see it. So, I'll I'll be honest here. My pick is Bills minus two and a half. I do believe in this Jets team. I actually think there's a good chance they'll make the playoffs. I think they have a better chance, maybe even than Miami, in my opinion. But. um this is a two-part bet. One, a majority of the money is on uh, the Jets. 85% of the money. On the I'm bill. sorry, the Bills. Yeah. 85% of the money is on the Bills. Only 70%, 72% of the tickets. So there's a little edge there. Someone sees something that we don't. Uh, I know that Bills can start out slow. That's happened more than once in the past couple of years. We're getting into the territory of if the Bills don't continue to produce – Josh Allen's still the quarterback, but maybe there's something lacking there. Uh, I think they're conscious of this. I think it's a good, well-run team. I think it's a team that that has been together for a while. Um, so give me the Bills here. I think the Bills are going to – I don't think they'll destroy the Jets by any means. But at two and a half, I see this being a three to seven point game. And I don't think that's of concern to the Jets if that's your losing number especially week one, getting used to Aaron Rodgers running the team in the offense. Um, but I think the Bills just have an edge here, especially in, like, nice weather. Ironically, the Bills playing in Buffalo doesn't always benefit them in hypothermia-level cold. But Josh Allen playing in 75-degree weather with a little bit of wind is nice um, for him. So I'll take the uh, Bills here. I, I think they walk away with it pretty handedly. Yeah, and comfortably, maybe not handedly, but comfortably. I don't know that there will ever be truly a point where you look at this game and think, "Oh, the Jets, like they had it, it was there." I, I, I don't. I think they're probably a few games away from clicking, and then I think once they click, I think you'll see like a train pull out of the station and kind of roll down the tracks on its own weight. So that's that's kind of where I lean on this. I, I just trust the team that I think is better right now, and that's the Bills. 
Yeah, I mean, out of the home games the Jets have on their schedule, like this is one of the worst that they could have had. Yeah, best team in the division, yeah. uh, first week of the season on prime time. That's not easy. That's, I mean, and the only reason they have that is because probably if you're looking at scheduling wise, the reason they have that game is because Aaron Rodgers got traded and they knew that and they're yeah. gonna put him in prime time. No, I mean, like, because to be honest, even if you had they they have they put both the Chiefs and the Eagles at home this year. Um, and if you had either one of those two, like, similar class of teams to the Bills, but if you were playing them at home, it's not a divisional game. So at least, you know, you go you go in truly saying, hey, if we, if we don't win this game, it's no harm, no foul. It is what it is. Like, the Chiefs, like, if we lose to the Chiefs and then we end up competing for the one seed, nobody's going to care that we didn't end up getting it um, because of a loss to the Chiefs. But the fact that the Bills are obviously a division opponent means this game does have added importance so you you are under some sort of pressure like it's not don't get me wrong i don't think it's a lot of pressure the you know depending on who you are mike greenberg might have a (laughs) lot more pressure on them uh to win this game or else he'll be on first take screaming that the sky is falling um but but i think it's more so this is not only a game like you know the other games you might be okay with losing this game would suck to lose in the fact that you also lost a division game. And if you remove that from the equation, I think that uh, the Jets are probably walking away fine if they don't win this game. But the fact that if you don't beat the Bills at home, you only look at them at home and a division team, that's just another hurdle that you have to climb through the rest of the season. And like we said, their schedule is not easy. They go to the Cowboys, then get Patriots, Chiefs, at the Broncos, which uh, as much as I think that they stink, that game has now taken on a life of its own. And then the Eagles at home. And those are their first six games. So, like, it is it is not easy to open the season. This is probably the game you, if you picked out of the rest of them, you wouldn't want to play first, and you get it first. So it's, Yeah, 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 I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, and so it's just, it, it's a tough spot for the Jets to be. I do think, I like I said, I think they come out, they they handle themselves respectively. I, I don't think they win the game either. I, I am on that side with you. I'm not taking it, but. I think the Bills do win this game. But I think as long as the Jets show up and they they look competent and like a football team, then you have nothing to worry about going forward the rest of the year. It just probably means you, it means you have a really uphill climb to win the division if the Bills are just the Bills again. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Well, I think we've talked about this game, and I think we talked about this week uh, pretty well. I think we did a good job. So uh, you liked it too. I'm telling you, you did like and subscribe. Uh, we do two episodes each week, uh, one college football doing the same thing. We don't break down every game. Uh, obviously, way too many games with like 130 plus teams of college football in FBS. But we talk all FBS football. Uh, we talk all the storylines. And obviously, we did uh, this. And then uh, as the season goes on, we talk more and more about playoff insights, uh, what we think is going to happen in the coming weeks. Uh, and we're not too bad at it either. So like and subscribe. Thanks for listening. Uh, Mike and Alex, uh, we'll see you next week.